What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan, and you are now listening to and watching Constance the Podcast. That's right, I said watching. If you didn't already know and you're listening in on podcast streaming platforms, head on over to YouTube, search for Constance the Podcast, and there you will find the visual aspect. Now, do not forget, new episodes drop every single fucking day because this is a daily show. Bitch, I am loving what I have put together here for myself. Um, It feels so good to be doing what I want to do with my life. I was talking to one of my homegirls today and she actually asked me if I ever got tired of podcasting or if I ever felt overwhelmed with the need to have to, you know, pod every single day. And the reality of it is I really don't. I feel like anytime um, I wake up and I'm having second thoughts about potting, it's all rooted in laziness. And so for me, I noticed that it doesn't do me any justice or I'm not, I'm really doing myself a disservice acting in laziness and not, you know, jumping on what the fuck I have said I'm going to do for myself. Um, Y'all know I'm big on it. If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to get it done. I told myself I'd pot every day, and so I'm getting it done. And I feel like the day that I no longer want to do it or the the day that I don't like it will be the day that I stop. But for now, I feel good coming here to podcast every day. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It doesn't feel stressful. And I do also understand that I'm benefiting myself in the long run because I'd like to look at this um, daily potting thing as an exercise of skill. Um, and not only as exercise as the exercise of skill, but you know the saying like stay ready so you ain't gotta get ready. I don't know if one day I'm gonna need a portfolio, but boom, here it is. I don't know if one day somebody's gonna ask me to be able to do something like pod every day, but doing this lets me know that I can do it. This just gives me the opportunity to again just practice and get better at what it is that I'm doing. I saw a tweet, so I guess we can call this a bitch. Did you see that tweet? But um it's not verbatim. I just know that. Actually, let me find the tweet. Mm, I probably should have did this before. I think it was. Hold on. Let me just make sure I say the name right. Okay. I believe it was Matthew Knowles. And he tweeted that basically he would have Solange and Beyonce practicing for failure. So like practicing in the event the mic didn't work or practicing in the event shit went left. Just, I mean, I bring that up because, again, it reminds me of the saying, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And I think that that was a good tweet because I never thought to practice like for failure. But that's something to incorporate into my life anyways. Just being aware of all of the possibilities that can happen and knowing how to overcome them before they do happen, making sure that I'm equipped to overcome them before they do happen. And again, just staying ready. So I ain't got to get ready. No matter what it is, this everyday thing allows me to stay ready. I think that makes sense. So you guys, in yesterday's episode, I talked to y'all about the book Raunchy by T Styles, right? And I said I was going to get into it. Y'all, we have some things to discuss today. So we're going to call this Possibly, maybe. I think today's episode is going to be a quick cliff note with Constance episode. And we're going to get into this book, Raunchy by T. Styles. First, I must say, if you do not have this book yet, you need to go get it. Um, I think that this is a book that y'all would love to read along with me because the shit we're going to get into today in regards to what I have read thus far is going to blow your fucking mind. Okay. I'm only... I ain't even 100 pages in. 69 pages in. No. I know I actually read past that. 84 pages in, and the shit is good. Uh, Let's go ahead and get fucking started. So, 
the book raunchy starts off with harmony which is the main character of the book and she is being woken up she's five years old she's being woken up in the middle of the night and her mom is telling her bitch get ready literally calling her bitches and hoes bitch get ready we gotta go so harmony is like well what the fuck where the fuck are we going mind you it's the middle of the, of the night and mind you she's a five-year-old so you can only imagine her mind is just curious her mom was like just do what the fuck i said be ready in 15 and meet me outside so harmony is five trying to figure out well, what the fuck do i take now harmony is the daughter of a successful drug dealer right She's got a lot of money. She's used to having a lot of money. And she's used to her prized possessions, jewelry and whatnot. So she's trying to figure out, well, what the fuck do I take with me? How the fuck do I take everything? She ain't have no plan. Again, she's five. She's having to think for herself. And she hears her mom and her dad going back and forth arguing. So automatically she's keen. Okay, this is about the bullshit that's been going on. Her dad been cheating on her mom. All right, her dad's been cheating on her mom. She knew her dad was cheating on her mom. As a matter of fact, she said she liked the girl that her dad was cheating on her mom with more than she liked her mom. She actually hates her mom, all right? So at this moment, in the midst of the argument, she knows what it is. Her dad runs in the room, and basically he's like, look, you're going away for a while. We ain't going to see each other, but anything anybody tells you about me is a lie. Um, I love you. You got to be smart in these streets. Basically gives her, you know, the pep talk she needs to be able to go on in life without her because he knows that her mom is going to take her away from him. So the her mom is in the hallway yelling and bickering that all of a sudden they don't hear anything. So in their minds, and this is written from Harmony's point of view. So Harmony's like, she knows something is going, going to go left because of how quiet it got. But she's just enjoying this conversation with her um, dad. All of a sudden, they hear the police in the house. And the police like... Um, I don't even remember. Cornell, that's the dad name. The police are like, Cornell, you got, you know, come out here. So he's telling his daughter, which is Harmony. Harmony, go hide. I don't want you to come out. Stay hidden until this thing is over. She hides. The police bust in. They put that nigga to the ground. They're trying to arrest him. Harmony gets so scared and frustrated seeing her dad under a police officer. She runs out, tries to stop it. You know, you can't do nothing as a kid. I think she had just, like, kicked or pushed the police officer that had her dad down. He, like... The, he being the police officer, the police officer reacts to that and kind of pushed her off. Harmony's dad takes that as disrespect and he starts tussling with the damn police officer and he strangles and kills the police officer. All right. So the police officers, the other police officers in the room witness that they get pissed. They all white, by the way, of course, um, Cornell and Harmony and them are black. So you can imagine how upset the white policemen are that a black man just killed their partner. And so they start fucking with him. They shoot the nigga in the shoulder. Harmony is five. She's in the room. She's watching this. And Harmony's mom, which is Harmony's dad's girlfriend or whatever. They, they weren't married, but like, you know, they were together. She is telling the police, like, me and my daughter don't know nothing about what this nigga got going on. He's a drug dealer. Da, 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 just going off snitching, dry snitching on her baby daddy. And Harmony knows that this is wrong. She's looking at it. It's all just a hot-ass mess. Harmony's mom grabs her. They leave, and they leave her dad. And, you know, whatever happens to him, happens to him. He ends up going to jail. He's in a wheelchair. They end up, the police officers are fucking with him forever because of what he did. And the nigga ends up eventually dying. All right, so where the fuck do Harmony and her mom go? Harmony and her mom, first of all, Harmony's five, as I keep saying, on the drive away from the home, Harmony's stressed out. She's asking her mom what's going on. Why the fuck did her mom give her some vodka and say, here, drink this. It's going to make everything better. A five-year-old. So Harmony takes a sip of her first taste of lick 
And she's like, oh, my God, it's disgusting. And her mom was like, yeah, disgusting now, but going to have you feeling a lot better in a little bit. And so, as you can imagine, there begins a slight alcoholic addiction. Boom. So where the fuck do Harmony and her mom go? They go to Harmony's grandma's house, Shirley's house. Now, Shirley is evil and mean, just as mean as Harmony's mom is to her. Harmony's mom's name is, what the fuck is the mom's name? Just so I can give her a name. Harmony's mom's name is Estelle Pointer. That's right. Okay, so Estelle is scared of Shirley, which is her mom, and Harmony's grandma, which is Shirley, basically treats Harmony like shit. She treats them all like shit, right? And so they're living with the grandma, and her mom is just so abusive and mean to her, hitting her, pushing her, cussing her out, just treating her terribly while she's staying at this person's house. They're getting ready for a party, right? And one day in the midst of getting ready for the party, there's a knock at the door. So they go to the door, Harmony and her mom, they go to answer the door and it's Irma. Irma is the girl that Harmony's dad was cheating on her mom with. She was so mad at what Harmony's mom did that she shot Harmony's fucking mom and Harmony's mom died right there in front of Harmony. Um, Irma apologized and ran away, but Harmony just didn't say anything about it. She didn't disclose who shot her mom, whatever. whatever. I mean, she hated her mom, right? Her mom was so evil and wicked to her. Okay, so y'all can imagine, this is all like two months after the fact that she just seen her daddy um, get hemmed up with the feds or whatever. So now she's in the house with her evil-ass grandma. And fast forward one day, Harmony's like in her room. She's six years old at this point. She's in her room and she's she discovers like masturbation. That's when it discloses. Or I think it has said she had been she had already discovered masturbation. That was like already like masturbating with stuffed animals or whatever. And in the midst of all that, like the the act of masturbating, and she's six, her fucking uncle Charles comes in the room. Now Uncle Charles already did time for raping his seven month old daughter and killing her in the midst of raping her so he has a history so harmony knew his history but at the same time she was just like i mean it's her uncle so the nigga walks in the room and he's like oh i know what you were doing and she's like oh my gosh don't tell anybody he's like oh no i won't tell anybody let me help you so he starts molesting her now this thing goes on this thing between her and the uncle goes on for a while mind you she's six so she's like just doing nasty shit with the nigga. Obviously, she don't know that it's not the right thing to do, but she knows that it's not like her favorite thing to do, if that makes sense. So this goes on for years and years and years. And um, Harmony likes like one of the boys that's in the neighborhood, but her uncle Charles told her she couldn't really fuck with the boys in the neighborhood. All just some nasty ass shit, right? This is a lot, y'all. My job. This is on like 20 pages in. Okay. So what the fuck else happens? One day she gets to go outside to like get the mail because her mom, her grandma needs like her welfare check. And she Harmony takes it as an opportunity to like talk to the boys outside a little bit. And she liked this guy, Jay. So he was outside. So she was like, all right, let me talk to Jace while I'm getting the mail. So she goes, she gets the mail. She talks to Jace. She's talking to the boys, you know, just enjoying being a kid, even though she doesn't really get the luxury of being a kid. And at this point, it speaks about how she is jealous of one of the girls that is out there with Jace. Mind you, they kids. But she's jealous because she feels like she can make him feel a lot better than the girl 
can. The girl's name is Brittany. She's like, I can make Jace feel better than Brittany ever can, talking about the things that she does to her uncle. So right now she's just thinking about sex and learning that it can help get guys to like you, essentially, right? So anyway, she grabs the mail. She goes back inside, and her grandma asks her if Charles been touching on her. And she's like, um no she's like you can tell me if she, the grandma's like you can tell me if he's been touching on you so she's like yeah he has been touching on me why the fuck the grandma call her ass over and ask her to eat her pussy yes her grandma asked her to eat her fucking pussy this is so much going on right so harmony's like no i'm not eating your fucking pussy they had already said that the grandma was thinking like she smelled like pee she had just peed in the tub she was dirty she was gross it smelled funky in the air like they did a good job of describing the scene and the setting of that air. I mean, besides all that, nobody want to eat their grandma pussy. Like, that's absolutely disgusting. But I'm just saying, they had set the scene for me to know it was just stinking all right. Like, the whole environment was just raunchy, right? So, um, she's like, I'm not doing that. And the grandma's like, yes, you are going to do that. They go back and forth about it. And Harmony stands her ground. And so, Harmony is forced to sleep outside in the fucking doghouse which by the way the dog then went missing it's like an evil ass dog with a dog that went missing they haven't seen it in a while so she's sleeping in the dog pen some days pass her uncle charles comes and gives her a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and it's like if you want to go back inside you know you got to do what you got to do he also admitted that he had been having to eat his mom's pussy pussy which is shirley's pussy which is harmony's grandma's pussy he admitted that that's something that he had to do growing up so he's like harmony just get with it and apparently harmony's mom had to do that too so harmony's grandma been raping and molesting her uncle and mom for the longest and i guess that's why sexual assault runs in the family okay so that's pretty much where we at right and then the story cuts and then we're in like a new scene and it's present day that's what it's titled and it's harmony talking to like a fucking um guidance counselor at an adult mental health clinic and so she's just telling her story the guidance counselor counselor is asking questions and the questions is really just like not even questions it's just discussion and shock about what harmony has gone through right so the guidance counselor is like okay tell me more so the story picks back up now the story picks up while harmony is in high school and she has two friends. Y'all won't believe what one of the friends' name is. One of the friends' name is Constance. So it's Constance and Trip. Those are her homegirls. And they, ooh, actually, you know what? It's so much going on. Yeah, so it's Constance and Trip. Those are her homegirls. Okay, we'll stop there. And then the book also cuts to another person's life. So you get different people's perspectives. We get Jace's perspective and Harmony's perspective. So the book cuts, cuts to Jace's life. And remind, remind you, Jace is the fucking boy that she had a crush on when she was younger, but now this is when we're there in high school. And so this scene in Jace's life opens up with Jace and his friends, Paco, Callie, and Krishan in a basement. And they in a basement and they got a nigga tied up and the nigga got a uh, fucking ball taped over his mouth like the nigga is kidnapped you could tell now they trying to get some inform information out of the nigga because some shit went left in their organization drug game you know what i'm saying somebody was late on money or a product something like that so they got this nigga tied up because they're gonna get the information out of him it's a lot okay so um that's when i had mentioned callie earlier callie actually enters the room and callie got the nigga that's tied up kid. So they done kidnapped the kid and they kidnapped the nigga. And now everybody's looking well, like, Callie, why the fuck would you kidnap a kid? Because nobody would care if her daddy went missing. But now that she went missing, niggas is going to be asking questions. So they're trying to figure out what to do with the kid and the nigga that's tied up. They don't know what the fuck to do. They just sitting discussing. And everybody's pretty much like, well, why the fuck would Callie bring 
the kid here. So everybody's kind of against Callie. But Jason and Callie are so cool that Jason's like, everybody just shut up. We ain't going to do too much right now. I'm going to have to think about what the fuck we're going to do. Okay, so let's cut back to Harmony and her friends. Now, they all, Harmony and her friends date the niggas in Jason's organization. So Constance, first of all, it's so funny how the fuck they describe Constance. They was like, Constance got a big mouth. She know all the teeth. She got big titties. It just reminded me of me back in school. I had big titties and I talked a lot. It was just fucking funny as shit. Um, it was just funny as shit just reading, seeing my name all up in there. The girls is hood ass, girl, ghetto ass girls. They fucking niggas and they using the niggas for money. That's pretty much the conversation that they are having. Anyways, um, so what I said, Constance is fucking with Kershawn. The friend Trip is fucking with one of the friend trip is fucking with Paco, right? And so there's a party coming up and they're just talking about how they're about to get money from their niggas for the party. Jace and Harmony are having some beef, so they're not really fucking with each other like that. And then the book goes on to talk about um Harmony was like excited to see her man. So this is all after she gets out of class with her friends. Bitch, you won't believe who the man is. The man she's talking about is Kershawn. That's Constance's nigga. I'm like, hold up. She fucking Constance's nigga the whole time she got Jace. Okay, after she finished fucking Constance's nigga, Kershawn, she goes and fucks Trip's nigga, Paco. So she's fucking everybody's nigga. Harmony is a hoe. She's fucking everybody's nigga, bitch. And mind you, she's also burning. She's had her pussy been itching for 15 days consecutively. And it kind of smells. That's what she has said. But she keep on fucking these niggas and she fucking them raw and she letting them bust in her. Um, so that's what's going on with Harmony. What the fuck else happened? I'm just sitting here trying to think. It's so much shit that has happened. Um, bitch, I can't even motherfucking remember. Oh my God. Yes, the fuck I can. So shit. Should we want to read from the mission? This is a lot of shit that's happened. I didn't even want to talk this much about the book. Let's run a brief intermission. Then we're gonna come back. We're gonna I'm gonna try to finish up the book real quick and then we'll get into word association and go on like that. Damn, it's so much shit that has happened. I'm reading the book and I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? Okay, let's run a brief intermission. Run a brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again. The number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. So I didn't even watch the playback. I hope I wasn't smiling the whole time when I was telling the story because it was a lot of gruesome shit that was going on. Like a lot of fucked up shit was happening, but I'm so excited to talk about it because like I love drama like this. Like my life is not dramatic at all. My life doesn't have anything crazy going on in it. And I feel like I feel the same thing that a lot of women feel when they watch like true crime. Like remember we talked about how women love true crime series. I feel like I really love like these dramatic ass drug dealing ass stories like i would never survive survive a life like this but reading it just i don't know it just makes my blood just flow and go like i don't know i love stories like this it was actually really sick i felt a lot of emotions but let's try to pick back up what let's try to finish the book so um harmony is fucking everybody's nigga and in the midst of fucking paco she gets to learn about the kidnapping they weren't supposed to tell nobody as you can imagine obviously you shouldn't tell nobody you kidnap somebody but paco is fucking on harmony and discloses the information so harmony dumbass gonna open her mouth and tell jace she know about the kidnapping but she wasn't really thinking clearly she won't think it so now jace knows niggas know so harmony's like well i found out because of the police she didn't want to disclose that she found out because of paco because then that would mean that she's fucking paco and jace would drop her 
and Paco just would have been too messy. You know what I'm saying? Because Jason's friends with all these people. It's just a messy ass love square, if you ask me. So anyways, now Jason friends think that the police are involved because Harmony knows some shit. Let's talk about this. Harmony is walking on the street or on the strip or whatever, and she sees two tricks. That's what you call them, right? They prostitutes. Um, Nut and Cherry. They did they just they four years older than Harmony. At this point, Harmony is seventeen. And the girls just be prostituting. So they on the block, they talking, they actually let Harmony know that they've been seeing her nigga ride around with another bitch and that her name been in the streets, bitch. Girl, people know that you be fucking. And she denies it, whatever, whatever, whatever. In the midst of them talking, one of Cherry's clients pull up, right? So he pulls up broad daylight and her friend uh nut is like, I don't think you should go with this nigga because this is a nighttime client. So I guess she was clocking like I mean, they said that the nigga was off, but Cherry's like, the nigga is always off. So she ain't peeped that the nigga was off. But Nut felt like the nigga was off because he arrived in the daytime when he's a nighttime client. Like, the nigga is a creep. He comes specifically after Cherry has fucked a lot of niggas because he liked the taste and smell of her pussy after she done fucked a lot of niggas. The arrangement they have is the nigga pulls up, gets in the car, Cherry gets in the car with him, and he beats his meat and eats her pussy. That's it. They don't fuck. Like, that's the exchange that they got. And he pays good money for it. That's what she said. So she was just like, well, let me just go get the money. Nuts, like, this ain't right. Why the fuck he here and you ain't even did all the fucking that you usually be doing? Something's off. And like I said, they, they said that the nigga looked off like he was off drugs or some shit like that. Anyways, Cherry get in the car. The driver on the corner. Nuts, like, this ain't right. So she watching Cherry the whole time. As time passes, not too much time passes, they hear a scream coming from the direction that the nigga took cherry in and they see cherry walking up with her hands between her legs and the shit is bloody and she's um harmony and nut ran up to her they console her they're trying to talk to her cherry is so damn she's in pain she's a lot of blood coming out of her and she's able to utter the words i think he cut my pussy with a razor and um they rushed her out. They were like, call the ambulance. Somebody had to call the ambulance. They take her ass to the ambulance. Boom. Let's get back to Jace. We almost wrapping it up, y'all. All right. So they back with Jace. Jace is still trying to figure out what to do with the kid that was kidnapped and um, the nigga that was kidnapped. He sees Callie. He has a conversation with Callie. Mind you, Callie's the one that actually did the kidnapping of the kid. So they're just talking and um, they arrive to Jace's house. Jace tells Callie to go inside and get one of his friends out of there so that they can all have a meeting. The friend, his name is Wop. So Wop comes out of the house and he's like, well, where the fuck is Callie? And Wop's like, well, I don't fucking know. Then they see Callie coming out and Callie got a, what you call it, like a army green bag in his hand. And they're all all the niggas are standing around talking because they had planned to meet up. That's when Nut walks up and Nut is Cherry's friend. And she's like, uh, Cherry just got her pussy just got cut. She's at the hospital. Cherry and Callie are fucking. So Callie's like, what the fuck? And he leaves with, you know, he just leaves. And everybody's like, well, why the fuck did Callie come out so late? And what the fuck happened to the people? So they go to the people that they kidnapped. So they go back in the building. They see that Callie done killed like Callie took the old typewriter that was in the basement, smashed the nigga's head that they kidnapped. Then he took a pool stick, like the pool game. He took a pool stick and shoved it through the nigga's throat. Like, it was just 
terrible mutilation, terrible murder. Um, they was mad about that because they like, damn, Callie done killed this nigga. We don't even got the information we need. And on top of that, we got a dead nigga in here. So now they're like, well, where the fuck is the girl, his daughter? And then they remember that Callie had a green um, army duffel bag, like a big bag. So they're like, damn, the girl body probably in there. But the nigga Callie is going to the hospital. And he said he wasn't making no stops. He's going straight to the hospital. And the nigga Callie, they said, is a little bit slow. They said he might have bipolar. They said there's something wrong with him. Like the nigga is fucked in his head. Um... So now they worry. The nigga Callie also got a history of killing. Remember earlier I said that Harmony had to sleep in the doghouse, but the dog had went missing. Jace had admitted that when they were younger, he saw Callie killing the dog, like strangling the dog. Like the nigga used to kill everybody's pets and animals back in the day. Okay, so this is pretty much the end of the book. But this part I had to bookmark it because I was like, y'all got to hear this shit. The author of this book was not playing games. Like she was real graphic and just saying she just came up with the craziest shit. Um, okay, so Callie and Cherry are fucking, and it says that, like, the reason that they clicked so well is because they both had a fucked up upbringing, so they bonded over that, and Cherry's parents are known for cussing each other out every single day, arguing, and just, just being fucked, like, they just beef all the time, and it's just bad beef, um, so... Callie gets into it with her parents and then that's when Cherry's like can y'all just get the fuck out of here I want this nigga to stay here she's talking about Callie like her parents don't like Callie but she's like y'all get the fuck out I want to talk to my nigga or whatever so first of all they in the room they in the hospital room nobody's in there they talking Callie's like tell me what the fuck happened um Cherry's breaking down what the fuck happened talking about you know I mean he likes to be updated on what his girl does. Like, he don't really mind that she be tricking and hoeing or whatever. Anyway, so Cherry is telling Callie, like, he was eating my pussy and then he cut me with a razor. This nigga Callie is sitting there jerking off, getting, like, turned on by the fact that his girl almost died. So this is what the book says about the nigga Callie and Cherry. I'm going to just read this paragraph. Cherry enjoyed hybristophilia a paraphilia that involved loving men who participated in violent crimes. She couldn't find a more perfect match in Cali because he enjoyed coprophagia, coprophagia, a paraphilia that involved being turned on by eating, by the eating of human feces, as well as sadism, a paraphilia that involved inflicting pain on another. Together, they were a match made in hell. Like, they standing in the fucking hospital room. The nigga is beating off while hearing that his girlfriend almost died. Then the nigga is like, <laughs> this isn't funny, but it's so like, what the fuck? Then the nigga is like beating her in the hotel. I mean, in the hospital room, like smacking her and a whole bunch of shit. And she's smiling and liking it. Like, this is the relationship that they got. Like, they just like weird ass, crazy ass, sick ass shit like this. Mind you, the bitch get cutting her pussy. So he goes and he locks the hospital room and they fuck stitches and all just doing nasty ass fucking shit, yo. Um, that was just crazy. And yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at so far. It's a lot. Like, I didn't think it was going to take that long to run it down. But you see, this book is so good. Y'all go get this book. I have never read a book like this. I'm coming to realize I do like me some urban fiction. Um... You know, Urban is codenamed for black people, but I love me some black fiction. 
I don't know what it is about the shit like this, but it just gets me going. So let's get into word association. Oh my gosh, should we even get into word association? It's like some things I want to talk about. Like the mom, how the fuck you snitch on your nigga? I ain't never fucked with snitches. Like I tell y'all, like, yeah, I'm not about it, I whatever. But I ain't my ultimate goal in life is never to be a snitch, which is why I stay low. Like I don't fuck with that snitching that shit. How the fuck you that's some crazy ass shit. I wonder if motherfuckers be thinking about that. Like you fucking this bitch, you making a lot of money, but she will turn on your ass at any motherfucking given moment. People do be janky like that. You got to be on your P's and Q's about bitches. Uh, what the fuck else happened? Girl, how the fuck you fucking your friends, niggas? And bitch, how the fuck you burning and still fucking? That was just dirty. So, you know, the whole raw sex thing was just... I was honestly sick to my stomach and reading it. I was like, what the fuck? I was eating while I was reading it. And I was like, I don't want to read this no more. But it's so good you want to keep reading. Like, there's just so much. And then the whole pedophilia thing... I was talking to my girlfriend about it. I never even thought that, like, women, whenever I think of, like, the molesters in households, I always think of men, but, like, women be doing that shit, and that's so crazy that this book had talked about that shit. And honestly and truly, I knew something was up when they got the nigga Charles in the house. Why the fuck the nigga still, why the fuck y'all still associating with this dirty-ass nigga that killed his own kid by raping his own kid at seven months? Why the fuck is he still in y'all's presence and y'all letting him around more babies? And that's what the fuck I be hearing people be doing, and that shit is so fucking dirty. That is not okay. Like, fuck family. Once you do shit like that, motherfucker, your ass is grass. Your ass is dirty. And I was talking to my girlfriend about it. Even when they put these motherfuckers in jail, letting them out is so stupid to me because they didn't undergo any rehabilitation while in jail. At least I don't think so. Jail is not meant to, like, fix or correct what's within you. They just put the motherfuckers in there and think that that's going to solve a problem. And that's not solving a problem. That's like putting a Band-Aid over a fat-ass, thick-ass wound. The Band-Aid only going to last for, for so long, and it really ain't going to do shit. You need to take these people that have proven pedophilia urges and do something with them. I mean, anybody in jail, they really got to I feel like jail is so fucked because they're not. It's not a rehabilitative, like a rehabilitation course. Like there's no efforts being made to make these people better. Y'all just locking them up in rooms, forcing them to be with one another, torturing them or whatever the fuck else goes on in jail. But these people aren't getting better mentally. And we, you know, like being by yourself can cause some mental, it's just, I don't know. I don't fuck with it. Like jail, they really got to fix that shit. But really there needs to be a real solution to the whole pedophilia problem. Like putting them in jail, letting them back into civilization never makes sense to me in general, just as far as that crime goes. It's just a lot. So let's get into word association because I feel like I can go on and on and on on and on and on and on and on and on about it um this book is so good y'all gotta get this book i wish we could all sit and just talk about the book and y'all be like constance do you see this part i'll be like yes i can't believe it's a character named constance okay let's get into it okay sorry i'm so excited about the book i can't wait to read it after i finish um podcast and everything but here we are with word association let's get into it let's get into it hey let's Get into it, mm, mm. and toot it and boot it. Mm. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Oh, let's get into it, mm, mm. and toot it and boot it. What's the first thing we pulled out? Oh, we pulled out purse must haves. What are some things that have to be in your purse? Like you not leaving the house without. For me, it's a charger. Always got a phone charger on me. If you need a charger, I got it. But I really want to know why you don't got yours if you need mine. You need your charger. You never know what the fuck can happen. Uh, what else is a purse must have for me? Gum. To know me is to know, bitch. I'm either chewing gum or I got it. I always got gum. Because especially if I'm going to be out and about and around, 
Um, not that I'm saying my breath stink, but you never know. Sometimes you aren't able to get to water and you dehydrate it. Or sometimes you've been sitting in a space for so long you haven't talked and opened your mouth. Sometimes you got to pop some gum in before you open your mouth and talk to people. I just always have gum because I never want to be caught lacking in the breath department. You know what I'm saying? What else? Lip gloss, a chapstick. I don't play with the licking of lips. Like, I always got something to moisturize my lips. Uh, I don't know. I think, like, when I was younger, I used to lick my lips. But nothing really happened when I would lick my lips. But I would see other kids, and their lips would be so fucking dry. And I remember um, <laughs> when we were younger, Brianna had said something to me along the lines of, like, it was somebody with, like, real dry lips. And she was like, that's why I stay with, like, chapstick lip gloss. Because when you lick your lips too much, that happens. And when she had said that to me, it stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make sure I always have chapstick or lip gloss. So I've always had it. I think we had that conversation probably when we were, like, 13. And I just always have something on me. Uh, I always have something on me. I'm looking at people at work and I'm like, girl, if you don't go get you some chapstick and put that shit on your lips, why the fuck are you? What's going on? What's another thing that I like to always have on me? Obviously your cards. I don't carry cash. I'm a, I'm a card person always, always have my cards. Um, nowadays, you know, you can Apple Pay, so there's that. Obviously always have my phone. What else is always in my purse? I feel like my purse is always full of a lot of shit. Like, I got a little mirror in there. I think that that is essential. My purse is just full of a lot of shit. It'll be like a small-ass purse, but I will have a lot of motherfucking shit in there. I'm trying to think what else is in there. Like a pen. I will have, like, a pen or a marker, just something that I could write something down. Like, if I need to write something, I got something to write with. Um, I guess nowadays you don't really need that because you got, like, your phone, but... I always have some type of writing utensil. I try to. If not in my bag, then in my car. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Ooh, I think every girl can admit you got you a little weapon, whether it's a knife, a gun, pepper spray, taser. You got you something. Every girl got that. I don't know when, at what age, girls decide, like, yeah, I'm going to start carrying protection. Like, that wasn't something that my mom told me I needed to have in my purse. I used to hate carrying around a purse. My mom did say, like, you need a purse. And when I was younger, I thought that that was so embarrassing. Like, why the fuck would I walk around with this purse? But the purse comes in handy. Like, I got some friends that don't be having a purse. And I'm like, girl, how the fuck you carrying stuff? Then they want you to carry the stuff. Like, I'll carry the stuff, but girl, my stuff comes first. My stuff is a priority. If it don't fit in the bag after all my shit isn't here then girl i don't know what the fuck to tell you but i'm gonna have my shit in my purse and you need to have you a purse but let's get back to the shit you have your weapon you gotta have your weapon ready if not in your purse in your car but it should be in your purse because you're not always in your car but you always got your purse you know what i'm saying um and that's why i don't be fucking with people either because you don't know what people got you i said it before another episode you think shit gonna be a one two tussling two with your hands and a motherfucker pulls some shit out and now you stuck in this book a lot of them bitches was getting shot the fuck up you seen um harmony mom got shot the fuck up well she got shot the fuck up for doing some shady shit that's why you know you thinking you slick doing snitching and doing rat shit and snake shit like that that shit will come the fuck back and bite your ass um and i didn't talk about it but her grandma also got shot too her grandma got shot in the face for fucking with somebody nigga People be thinking shit is sweet too. People be thinking shit is like high school. I be reading these books and stuff and I be seeing, I read the books, I watch the shows. I know it's all fiction, but this shit is based off something true. Somebody can definitely shoot your ass up and fuck with you over you fucking with somebody else's nigga. You don't take people's nigga. Like that, that's just champ to me. You don't take people's niggas. You don't take people's bitches. You don't do nothing like that. If somebody is with somebody, you let them be with them. You don't get involved in that. It's one thing if you didn't know, but if you knew you were still fucking with that person, bitch, Get it together. Where are your morals? You can't go get nobody else. I wouldn't even want to share nobody else. I feel like that is so young-minded. Like, 15, 16-year-old me would be like, yeah, I took somebody's nigga. But no, not at this age. I don't want nobody's nigga nothing, nothing. I don't want your nothing. And if you could take what the fuck I got, bitch. What the fuck they say? If you could take out my pocket, you could have it, bitch. If you could take my girl, bitch, that is your girl. I'm not even going to fight and tussle and do nothing about it. 
I don't do that. All right. So what the fuck was we talking about? Purse must have. Is that it? Is that it? Um, I feel like those are the most. I always have like extra earrings, extra earring bags because you never know. It's just always earrings in my purse just in case. For whatever reason, you never know. I have different types of lip glosses, too. We got the chapstick and the different lip glosses. You never know what you want to put on, what you want to switch it up. I think that's pretty much it. That's all that I can think that be in my purse. Yes. Should I go back in a bowl? Should we just end it? I feel like I talked a lot about the book. Let's end it. I want to know y'all's purse must-haves. Comment shit down below. Oh, of course, tampons. Of course, I always have a tampons in my purse. And then in my car, I do have tampons and pads. Napkins always in my car, not really in my purse. Um, sometimes it will be in my purse. I'm trying to think what else. That's pretty much it. I want to know y'all's purse must-haves or y'all's fanny pack must-haves or y'all bags must-haves. What do you not leave the house with? What has got to be in a purse? Let me know. Comment that down below. Um, let's get into some advice column submissions. I have a couple, but I'm just going to read one today. This is the Dear Constant segment. If you need advice, give me a call, 240-587-3186. You can also click the link down below in the description box or in my Instagram bio. That will take you to my advice column, and there you can leave an anonymous submission, okay? Um, today's advice column submission reads... Dear Constance, Virginia don't really have much to offer. You know, you know any good places for dates or friends to get lit and have fun in Virginia? Not in Virginia. Um, well, it depends on what part of Virginia you're in. Like Northern Virginia, I mean, you just pick any restaurant in Old Town. I mean, it's like Virginia's vibe isn't really like a fun, Northern Virginia, the vibe isn't really like fun club lounging type things. If you want to lounge or you want a club, you got to go to D.C. And for real, for real, just type in on Uber or drive to U Street and bounce around you'll find something you can go to like arlington i don't go to arlington because them clubs in arlington they be white <laughs> i like a black ambiance a black crowd i love black and so if you're looking for like black crowd go to dc i feel like in arlington it's a lot of like um hispanic and white there's nothing wrong with that but like i know what i like when i like go out so if you're looking for a black crowd that's always what i comment anytime i like look for a place to go to i was going like tiktok and i'll search you know dc club dc lounge whatever and i'll always comment is the <laughs> is the crowd black like that's important to me but as i was saying in northern virginia you're not gonna find any clubs for real um maybe if you're in like the 757 area like norfolk area or um richmond um i've definitely gone out to clubs there nothing worth going to but i'm sure you could find some and i don't know the names of any i think i've only been to one club down there and it was called the alley ghetto um I don't even know where that was. I don't know if that was in the 75. I don't know where that was. Just like when I went to go visit a friend sometime in uh, Virginia, like the area of Virginia. But as I was saying, if you want to go out, out. Oh, some good restaurants, though. I went to this one banging ass restaurant, too, in Richmond. I went to one called Shrimp Island Company. That was really good. Like, if you like shrimp, you should go to that restaurant. It was in Richmond. And then uh, Fall Line. Fall Line in Richmond. That was like an amazing ass restaurant. That was kind of like a high-end restaurant, but it was really good. I went for Valentine's Day with my girlfriend. And then in Virginia, like I said, it ain't really nothing out here. Kitchen Cray in Alexandria, Virginia. It's in like Kingstown area. That was a good restaurant. But everything else, I'm definitely going to D.C. And there's no one select place that I go to. Just anytime I'm ready to go out, I get my ass on TikTok. I type in D.C. lounges, D.C. restaurants, D.C. clubs, and I just pick a random place on there after I done seen if it's like black people in the crowd or not. I feel like the DMV area and by the V, I mean like Northern Virginia is really known for like brunch spots. Um, you can go to like a OZO's or you can go to a Decades or you can go to, um, I don't know, it's a whole lot. 
it's a whole fucking lie. They all pretty much the same vibe. Rose bar. Like you just get on Eventbrite and you type in brunch. That's where you'll find the lit moves. Like I feel like I would prefer to go to a brunch over like a nighttime club scene type thing. Like brunch is a lot better. You get you your food, you have your mimosas, and you just have a day party. Like I feel like day par- day parties are always ten times more lit than like a regular party. But I can't give you like one select place. I don't know. Me and my friends switch it up every time, and I feel like everywhere is a vibe depending on the day, depending on the crowd. But Eventbrite's always gonna get you right. Like if you move to the DMV area and you want to know what to do on a weekend, just go to Eventbrite.com. Type in brunch, get you your ticket. You're going to have a good enough time. So far as you get tea, you're going to have a good time. You go with your friends, you're going to have a good time. But I can't give you any, like, ideal date places. I went to this one restaurant in McLean, Virginia that I like. Damn, what the? I don't even know what the name of it was. Damn, it was some bougie-ass restaurant, but it was good. Like, you could find, like, a nice high-end restaurant. But, yeah, Virginia is dry. Like, I, Virginia is dry. Um, I'm still trying to figure out and find places that work for me, but hopefully that helped and gave y'all some insight on what to do. If you live in the DMV area, go ahead and comment down below hot places, dope places that people should go for dates, brunches, whatever. I would love to know. I'm always looking for new places to try. Um, yeah, you guys, we're going to go ahead and end today's show. Today's show ran longer than I thought it would, but I had so much to tell you. I hope you guys go and you get this book. I think that this was a great book, and we're going to have such a fun time going through it. I might finish this a lot faster than I thought I would have finished it because I'm so excited to read. It does make me queasy because it's very graphic, but it's some good shit. So I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Please leave me a review and a rating. Don't forget, tomorrow we're going on Instagram Live. Tomorrow, um, the Bad Boys to not reunion but auditions comes on me and my friend were talking about it we was like it's probably gonna be um like gimmicky like champ like corny but i'm gonna still watch it we probably get on and talking kiki about that so i love you guys i appreciate you guys leave me a review and a rating everything i need you to do is in the, in the description box below and uh, i will see you guys in tomorrow's episode peace